It's Stephanie. And Sam. And you're listening to McHoot American Podcast for McFly. In this podcast, we usually bring you episodes about McFly's music one single at a time. But today we have a, our first ever Bits and Bobs episode. Stephanie, would you like to tell them what that is? So a Bits and Bobs episode is basically just our catch-all episode for this podcast. The album that we discussed previously, so for now, it would be Room on the Third Floor. We will discuss things such as things we might have missed before, things we rediscovered with the album, B-sides, rarities, and we'll interview uh, McFly fans just like you in this episode. Yeah, it's our episode of whatever the hell we want it to be. Basically. <laughs> with a room on the third floor theme. <laughs> so we're going to start this episode talking about some of the songs that McFly sang or covered that weren't on the album. Um, so these are like B-sides and rarities and, and things like music that's associated with this particular time period. It was just not on the studio album. There are seven of them that we wanted to talk about today. And Stephanie and I have ranked them in our order of like least favorite to favorite. And we're gonna go through that list in a little bit, but first we should probably tell you what those songs are. Songs we are discussing for the B-sides for Room on the Third Floor are Lola, The Guy Who Turned Her Down, Get Over You, Help, She Loves You, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, and Build Me Up Buttercup. We are not going to cover any of the demos or live versions of songs that we've already discussed that would have been on the studio album. And if you're a crazy diehard McFly fan and you happen to know that Deck the Halls, the Christmas song, is listed among the B-sides, we also intentionally left that one out because we were thinking that maybe come Christmas time we would do a Christmas episode. <laughs> so we'll circle back for that one. <laughs> Seven is enough, I think. <laughs> We're gonna do a, we're gonna do it a lot like we did um, our top five for the album on Room the Third Floor. We're going to um, start from seven and go up. Um, so starting out at number seven, what was your number seven pick out of these songs? Help! I need somebody help. <laughs> when will this song be over? Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I don't like this song by the Beatles, right. so it's not McFly's fault that when they did the cover, I also didn't like it. So, listeners, if you're unaware, Help is a, a song originally made by the Beatles. You might have heard of them. <laughs> um, that McFly did a cover of, and I put it on a B-side on this album. Yeah, I, I mean, I am one to appreciate classic music such as the Beatles, but Help is not one I will turn on if I want to hang out in my Volkswagen BW. No. Like, even, like, I, when I was listening to this song, I even wrote, I was like, oh my god, do I even like the Beatles, right? Because I, I listened to <laughs> the original, and then I listened to the McFly cover, and I was like, what if I actually hate the Beatles? Um, but it's not that. Like, I do like quite a few songs by the Beatles, but Help is not one of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like, even McFly's cover... I still don't like it, right? It's just yeah. it's just kind of bland to me. Because I feel like usually with covers, I sometimes like the cover. Sometimes. I say sometimes. Don't eat me. But sometimes I like the cover better than the original. Me too. Just because, like, the artist who is covering the song has put their own, like, twists on it. And usually if I'm listening to a cover, it's of, you know, people I like. Like, I really enjoy, like, I like Michael Jackson a lot. But I really enjoy John Mayer and Fall Out Boy's cover of Beat It. Yeah. It's really, like more rock than uh, MJ had it, but help, not really that great. Right. I also noted, not that we're here to talk about the Beatles, but when I was watching the Beatles original of this, I also noted that Ringo, the drummer, is always overlooked in the back <laughs> also. So it's like, oh, you know, like, hashtag free Ringo 2020. <laughs> it's just a drummer thing, I guess. Though Ringo is not the cutest Beatle. Unlike, he is not the cutest beetle. Unlike Harry Judd, who is the cutest beetle. Can we fly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry's the cutest beetle. <laughs> he wasn't even in the Beatles and he's still the cutest beetle. <laughs> Number six. Number six. Keeping with my theme here is She Loves You. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I like, so... <laughs> Going back 
to the thing of us liking the Beatles, rest assured, we do. I don't know why they picked these songs <laughs> to cover out of all of the music that the Beatles have ever made. They chose Help and She Loves You. I know. Yep, I also do not really like the song by the Beatles. I, I was thinking, I was like, where's the Beach Boys cover? Yeah. Right? Like, it makes sense that they cover the Beatles, right? Because, you know, 2004, they're a new band, and they're like, check us out. We're kind of like the Beatles, and we broke this record that the Beatles had set. And um, we're four British guys, and so were they. So it makes sense that they're covering the Beatles, but I'm like you. Why these two songs? These are not in the anywhere close to my, like, top favorite Beatles songs. And it's strange that they didn't do a Beach Boys cover. I mean, I did write in my notes, fun, with three exclamation points. It was a lot more fun than help, which I wrote, don't really like it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I wrote way better than help, but question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't really like them. And I, and I and it is the original song that's like making me say this, right? That's why they're at the bottom of my list mm-hmm. because it's not anything that the McFly cover did wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't notice that much of a difference between the McFly covers of these songs and some of the other covers that we'll talk about later, right, um, mm-hmm. in this list. Uh, you know, like, there's a big difference, I think, between, like, the way that Build Me Up Buttercup sounds when the foundations do it um, and McFly does it. But I didn't really notice that much of a difference. And so I was like, well, I didn't like this song to begin with. And then you kept it exactly the same. So mm-hmm. I still don't like it. So yeah, that's the bottom of my list. All right. Number five. Number five is... The guy who turned her down. Ooh, really? Yes. <laughs> Actually, uh, that was one of my last minute switches, right? Because I had that as number six, and then She Loves You as number five. And then I was like, no, I hate this song. <laughs> Thinking about She Loves You. So I switched them. <laughs> but yeah, like, so The Guy Who Turned Her Down actually used to be even lower on the list. So oh. uh, my number five is Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Okay. I literally wrote no notes. <laughs> So Crazy Little Thing Carla, mine was number five because I really do like this song. Like, I really like the lyrics in general. And I like Queen a lot, who originally, you know, wrote it and sung it. But, like, it's not, like, it made it to the top five at least. Like, it wasn't the bottom two. So Crazy Little Thing Carl Love is more poppy than Rocky. It's a lot, it's like one of those songs that you are just, like, jamming to and, like, can groove to, right? Right. So why was the guy who turned her down? number five for you i don't know i skip it a lot just in general it's hard to say why um maybe just like don't care about the story i think i mean like he gets dumped then he meets someone else and uh and like mcfly has that song in other places i think that are more fun right like the Mm -hmm. guy who turned her down is just like it's not doing anything differently that some other mcfly songs are doing and it's not as good as those other mcfly songs okay but i do have a fun fact about the guy who turned her down. So you don't know this, people at home listening. Stephanie does know this. So I famously mishear lyrics <laughs> all the time. Uh, McFly lyrics specifically. So like, please, please starts off with set the scene. And for like 10 years, I thought it was sad to see. Um, <laughs> I only just found out last week that there's a line in Friday night called the walls are growing ears that I thought was, well, the point is. <laughs> so anyway, I'm famous for this. And I just found out when I was listening to the guy who turned it down, I was listening to like a lyric video of it. And I found out that there's a line in this song called sucked in, or like the, the, the line goes sucked in by your tractor beam, which what? I almost moved it up on the list when I heard that lyric. I was like, that's cool. So Tom's science and yeah. outer space influences are very early on. Right, yeah. So this, like, alien line, like, almost made me be like, wait, this just got way more interesting. But it's just a poor man's star girl. It's just the rough draft of star girl. But, yeah, it's, like, it's, the line is, like, you know, like, you look like a beauty queen sucked in by your tractor beam is like how it goes and Danny sings it and I always thought he was saying sucked in by and I always thought he was saying so divine right because like you look like a beauty queen so divine so like whatever anyway in case you've been mishearing lyrics your whole life you're not alone (laughs) also fun fact about my fun fact is that it's always Danny (laughs) 
that I misunderstand. <laughs> it's always all three of those examples I just gave are da- are Danny lines. And uh, well, to be fair, you might just be distracted by him by my love right of like but, just your love of him just distracts you and like you're like oh who not who cares what he's saying right, right? <laughs> but like how are we supposed to be in love if i can't understand him <laughs> <laughs> but anyway it's fine that is the most interesting part about that song to me <laughs> now you know all right so moving right along to number four what was your number four i'm a bad mcfly fan i don't know why i'm here i'm just get over you <laughs> mine was the guy who turned her down <laughs> okay <laughs> so not that far off yeah at least that means that get over you is in your top three and mm-hmm. it's not in mine and like i felt really bad right because those are get over you and the guy who turned her down are the only two songs on this list of seven that are not covers yeah. And uh and they're not even in my top three and I felt really bad. So I really liked the guy who turned her down. because um, I remember back as a wee babe and discovering McFly. Um I love I love that song so much. I don't know why. But I think it was just because little Stephanie wanted so bad to be that girl who made him feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like I'm so glad that I'm not I don't I didn't turn her down because she's turned my life around right like it was like I want to be that for somebody like I think that's the reason why like I I loved it so much and like I think part of like this list is nostalgia yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's why it's my number four yeah that makes sense did you know about the tractor beam line I think I did (laughs) (laughs) that's why I just sat here when you said I was like okay yeah of course yeah (laughs) have to translate for me and Danny when we get married. Okay, so why was it good over you number four? Um, because I liked it more than the guy who turned her down. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it less than my top three. Um, okay. And I think we're going to have the same top two, but I, I wonder if they're in the same order. But anyway, getting ahead of myself. Uh, but yeah, get over you. I really liked it. Uh, I definitely like it better than the guy who turned her down, like I said. It's not one of my favorite get uh, McFly songs. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why they're B-sides, right? Right. Like, you know, it's like, these are okay McFly songs. Also, I still know all the words, right? So I've clearly listened to them a thousand times, even though they're not right. my favorite. Because, like, the worst McFly song is still the best <laughs> of anybody else. <laughs> anybody else's. But I have to say about Get Over You is that I was today years old. Not really. Stephanie was on the phone with me when I really figured it out like a month ago. But I was to like today years old when I found out that this was a hidden track on Room on the Third Floor. <laughs> and I was like shook, right? Like I've, I've owned that CD for over a decade. Uh-huh. And I have listened to it from start to finish a thousand times in the last like month, even preparing mm-hmm. for this podcast. And I never, ever knew that song was there. Like, I never went looking for it. I never had heard about this. It had never just, like, I never accidentally found it. And so I'm, like, shook. I mean, that's why it's a hidden track, you know. But, damn, they hid that track really well. Yeah, because, like, didn't you say that you can't play it? You have to, like, play it in, like, a car or something? Or, like, a system where you can, like, just rewind the five colors? Yes. Is that the song that's hidden off? Yeah. Yeah. So, like... If you just let the CD play from, like, if you just put it in and press play and you just let it play from start to finish, it will just, like, run through all 13 songs or whatever and then just, like, automatically go back to number one, which is five colors in her hair. And, like, yeah, the only way to hear this song, try it at home, kids, is, like, you have to put in the CD and then you have to rewind from song number one, right? Like, it's going to start going, like, do, 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 do. And you have to, like, press rewind and then you have to, like, rewind back like back a few minutes and then get over you starts playing <laughs> so I, I mean it was I felt like I discovered like a like a present under the tree right like at the end of the night you know where you're like what's yeah. this over here you know like almost 20 years later yeah right. and like I was I was shook too because you discovered it on the you're like this is a hidden track and I was like I think I knew that but I don't know where it's hidden at and you're like you have to rewind it I was like well I have nothing where I can rewind anything <laughs> yeah I had to like, go to my car and like rewind it <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you can, so you can only hear it on the CD. Yeah. Like if you can rewind, but like, you know, I mean, I wasn't as shook as I would have been if it had been a song I had never heard before. 
Right. Right. Because at least I was like, oh, it's Get Over You. I know this song. Right. Whereas, like, if it had been like some 20 year old McFly song that I had never heard, (laughs) I would have, like, had a heart attack. (laughs) But still, I was like, what? Get Over You isn't on this album. What are you talking about? But it is. So, fun fact for all of you, try it at home. And there's probably people like, oh, I knew this. Like, good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you, Smarty Pants. All my songs came from LimeWire. So. Number three. What is your number three? This thing called love. Uh, I've got crazy little thing called love as my number three. Oh, okay. I like him better than you. (laughs) (laughs) Because of like, I think exactly what you said about the guy who turned her down, right? Which is uh, like the the nostalgia factor, right? Yeah. You know, like I have very early memories of this song, Mm -hmm. you know? And like I just mentioned LimeWire a few seconds ago, right? Like, you did the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, because McFly CDs were not available, just, like, going to the store, and we had apparently never discovered the beauty of online <laughs> shopping, you know, so we found all of our music by, like, illegally downloading them from LimeWire by just typing, like, McFly <laughs> in the search bar and then just downloading every single <laughs> song. And so, like, Crazy Little Thing Called Love is one of the first ones I downloaded, I mm-hmm. think, along with a bunch of others on this list. And so I can, like, remember listening to it, like, in the bus. And I think it's poppy. I think it's catchy. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. Yeah. Like, everything you said with it about it just being, like, fun and just being, like, you know, like a song that you like to, like, wiggle to is true for me. But I guess I just like those wiggly songs a little bit better than you. Yeah, I'm more of a let's head bang, get those blades. Right. Kind <laughs> 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 of girl. <laughs> right. What was your number three? Lola. What? <laughs> I, I thought for sure that was going to be your number one. It, I like it was it was tough competition, but Lola is my number three. And like my top three was so hard to pick. And like I switched this. It was number two, but I switched it to number three. And the reason for that is because I like my top two like better. I could like listen to those over and over again. Right. Lola. I'm pretty sure Lola was one of the very first songs we ever found on LimeWire. Yes, yes. Because it's been part of my mid culture ever since I discovered McFly. Yes. And, like, what's so funny is about it's, like, Busted's on there, too. And I think that's part of the reason why I discovered it super early on. Because, like, yes. like everyone knows, like, I discovered Busted before I discovered McFly. Yes. So, yeah, Lola is my number three. And it's a very fun song to sing along to. It took me years to realize the songs about a trans woman raising, being raised in the Bible belts and uh, not having exposure to other types of people. Like, I just like was like, oh, okay, this guy just likes to dress up as a woman, you know, in my little fourteen-year-old right. brain. No, and I also like I think part of the reason I made it number three is because like my top two, like I never skip. There's that like repeating Lola line mm-hmm. at the end. They're just like, Lola, 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 Lola. Hello, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Can I just skip it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, Lola's my my number two. Okay. So, like, they're not that far apart, right? Especially because you said you just, like, just moved it out of number two spot before we started recording. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm with you, you know, on that. I love this song. I have so many early memories of this song. Definitely, I think, one of our first McFly songs that we ever, like, oh, McBus- yeah. Like, now I can call for them sure. McBusted, though. At the time, we didn't have, like, <laughs> a word for what this McFly-busted combo was. But I love it. Also, it's so fun to listen to the, Mc- like, McBusted version of this. Is because, like, Busted and McFly are the only two bands on the planet whose mm-hmm. voices I can, like, whose members I can identify by voice. Yeah. Right? Like, I cannot listen to other bands, even if I really like them. I mean, like, I can listen to, like, a single solo artist, right? Like, if a Billy Joel song comes on. Like, a spring <laughs> That'd be scene. hilarious. Like, I don't even know who this is, but I like this song. Yeah. <laughs> who's in Billy Joel? <laughs> right. You know, like, if, like, if I hear a Springsteen song... I obviously know a Springsteen, even if I've never heard that song, because, like, I can recognize his voice. But, like, I can't, like, listen to, like, a lot of other bands. Uh-huh. This is this person, this is this person, this is this person. But I can do that for Busted and McFly. Um, and so it's really fun to, like, listen to, like, these mashups and, like, know they're different, know they're different parts. And um, I'm not sure if this is true, but Harry Sauter was named after the song. I know. I'm like, I don't know if this is <laughs> the real reason why Harry named his daughter Lola, but it makes me L-O-L. <laughs> L-O-L-A, Lola. But anyway, <laughs> it's a good song. I like it a lot. Uh, this is an example of me liking the cover more than uh, more than the original, too. You know, I don't think I've ever um, 
heard the original. I think I heard the original for the first time, like, two days ago when I was prepping for this podcast. And I was, like, listening to it. It's by the Kinks. And I was like, who are these imposters? Because, <laughs> like, I'm used to hearing, right? Like, I think about Danny singing, well, I'm not the world's most masculine man. But I know why. I think about it singing that line like a lot and um and so like i'm getting i'm listening to the kinks and i'm like who are you where's danny like where's matt like these are the wrong voices you know like what's so funny about that is so we downloaded these songs off limelight and i would listen to them all the time at my house you know so most of the songs i download from limelight obviously covers right that mcfly have done and i'll just be jamming and my dad's like who is this? And I'm like, oh, this is McFly, Dad. And be like, do they sing their own songs? Because <laughs> <laughs> at the time, like, I don't think I knew what a cover was at the time, right. which is nuts. But, like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, this isn't their song, sweetie. Like, this is made by someone else. Someone else did this. I was like, no, they didn't. And, like, obviously they did. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love that story here. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, because I'm, like, so socially stunted, as we've talked about on the podcast before, right? Like, unless McFly sings it, I maybe I probably never heard it my whole life. <laughs> and so, like, the McFly covers were the first time I heard a lot of these songs. Like, I, th- I mean, except mm-hmm. for, like, the Beatles ones, right? Because those ones are really famous. But, like, it was ages before I realized that, like, um, Lola or, like, Crazy Little Thing Called Love were, like, not McFly songs. Yeah. Right? Like, the first time that, like, you know, or, like, even Mr. Brightside... Right, like I had no idea <laughs> that that was a cover, and that's why I know. And then, like I, you know, you hear it all the time when you're out and about, and I'm like, wow, like I can't believe everybody loves McFly too. Like, who are these jokers <laughs> impersonating Dougie's voice right now? And then I was, you know, it was years before I was like, oh, whoops. And, and now, like to me, even listening to like the original versions sound wrong. Right, like when I listen to Lola yeah. by the Kinks, it doesn't sound like right, quote unquote, because right. they don't sing it the way the McFly sings it. Yeah. So I like McFly's version a lot better than the OG. So Lola was your number two. What was my number two? What was your number two? Mm. Get over you. What about it? (laughs) (laughs) What about it? Again, it's the nostalgia thing, Uh, right? Like, I think get over you. And, like, the nostalgia thing and also the fact that when I was, like, looking up these songs to listen to them, I found... The footage from their DVD for Room on the Third Floor when they were performing it in their living room. Cute. And they're such babies, right? Like, um, Tom's on his guitar and all their haircuts are gross. And, like, (laughs) they're, like, trying to, like, start this song. They're just, it's, it's so cute. And I, and I honestly, like, here's a fan theory, but I think the real reason that it's a rarity slash B-side is because they can't get past the freaking... Ooh, like part in the beginning before Tom starts like she well she was looking kind of sad and lonely <laughs> because because there's a video we're gonna have to like post this video because it's so funny it's someone made this video of like all the outtakes they did with the original DVD and then apparently they tried to perform it again later seven years after that video and they still can't do it. <laughs> can't get it right <laughs> Because, like, I guess, like, Harry, like, the key changes, right? Because it goes, like, ooh, ooh, like, they get deeper, and Harry just did not comprehend what was going on. I was like, honey, you don't have to. You just bang the drums and look cute. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Sit there and keep in tempo and and smile. But that's my theory as to why it's a B-side slash rarity, because they can't get past that beginning part. (laughs) so hard to play they're like I don't know <laughs> but I think it's just a lot of fun because it's kind of like I'm really kind of surprised it's not like higher up in your list because it's one of those boppy ones that makes you want to wiggle right because it's right. just like he's like dude looking kind of sad and lonely and I was thinking to myself if only she'd give me a smile cause not gonna happen that way see and now you're even dancing I am dancing <laughs> I mean I do like it this is my top five um <laughs> I mean, it is sort of a toss-up between Get Over You and Crazy Little Thing Called Love, which were, like, my four and my three. Uh-huh. Um, I think I like the beginning of that song a lot, like, the part that you just started singing. I think what, like, I, d- I don't like the, like, chorus that much. Okay. You know, like, they're like, help me, babe, I gotta get over. Help me, babe, I gotta get over. And I'm like, next. <laughs> really? That's the Lola for me. Next. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, like, I never skipped Get Over You. 
when it first comes on because it's like she was looking kind of sad and lonely <laughs> but then like I never finish it so I'm like okay bye <laughs> so which is why I, it's not in my like top because like even though I really like the beginning I think it gets worse <laughs> as it's going <laughs> But all right. That means number we have the same one. number one. Number, number one. Number one. Number one. Don't be a bad cat. Why do you feel me up? <laughs> and like, I think, I honestly, like, if I could go back and shoot 2006 Stephanie and be like, what's the first song you downloaded of McFly? I bet it would be Build Me Up Buttercup. I do too. Uh, for me I- also, yeah. <laughs> Just like, let me down. And like I it's like very it's like something like to groove to and it's like very it's like rock, more rockier than mm-hmm. the um than the foundations version. Right. Oh my god, I love this song so much. It like it's just like oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I could I, listen to it over and over and over again. And I did. Yeah. And when I was prepping, I was like, this is my number one. Let's listen to it five more times. <laughs> Right. I love it. Yeah, I listen to it a bunch of times, too. Yeah, I also, I really like the the Foundations version as well, but I like how this song, when Mick Busted covers it, is, like, yeah, like, like, like a little bit, like, rockier, um, a little bit, like, more, like, um, like a, like a jam. Yeah. So, or one, earliest, one of my earliest downloads, earliest <laughs> memories, um, I love this song. I also, you know, like, I just have memories of, like, singing it on the bus, like, under my breath. And, like, also, like, <laughs> I try to sing all the parts, right? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. You know? <laughs> like, when you bail me up, bail me up, bail me up, baby, just <laughs> let me down, let me down. So I'm just, like, repeating it. <laughs> so I'm singing, like, back up, my own backup. So it, it becomes even more, like, goofy and fun to sing. Um, it definitely, like, more than any other song on this list, it takes me back to, like, being 14. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And I love that. And, like, I wrote Charlie's voice, damn. <laughs> he literally, he's just, everything about him is damn. <laughs> like, can we just talk about Charlie's voice for a second? <laughs> I, like, I have, I don't remember what I was, I think I was listening to, like, the new Busted album or something. And I remember texting you, I'm like, Charlie's voice could get it. Like, it's so... <laughs> attractive so good oh my god (laughs) yes yes i love charlie's voice your true busted heart belongs to james as we all already know my true busted heart belongs to matt as we will soon discover um in future episodes i'm sure (laughs) wait for the mcbusted episodes y'all you don't know what's coming you thought i had a crush on tom you wait for it but Charlie's voice, damn. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's for everybody. That's fine. Yeah, Charlie's for everybody. Actually, I was listening, because I was just, like, listening to these songs on YouTube, because it's just the easiest way, you know? Right. Um, and all these, like, videos are, like, 12 years old or whatever. <laughs> and there's, like, all these comments in there being, like, ugh, like, I hate Busted, but I love McFly, or, like, you know, whatever. And I'm just, like, I'm reading these comments, and I'm, like, what? Like... I think there's a lot of crossover. I mean, I do think that there's a lot of crossover in fans of Busted and McFly. Like, I think uh-huh. most most people are like, yeah, I like them both, even if they have their favorite. And, like, we obviously have our favorite. Like, we're doing a podcast right. called Make Who, right? We're not doing one, like, Busted Who. Who Busted? <laughs> who Busted? <laughs> you know, like, we're not, you know, like, so we clearly also have our favorite of the two or like, you know, I think Defo McFly is more, has more fans. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just because McFly is like still around. And like, even though they took the hiatus, they still lasted like longer than Busted. Oh, for sure. Like Busted broke up when? Like 2005? Yeah. They bust. Yeah. Like they broke up pretty early. So, I mean, we can like also like circle back to this conversation, you know, like several months from now when we get to the McBusted era. But yeah. I was just shocked by these comments, right? Both in Lola and Build Me Up Buttercup of like people hating on Busted, being like, oh my God, I love Tom and Danny, or, you know, I love Tom and Danny's voice. Like, I wish like Matt and James would shut the hell up. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, who the, who are you? Sit down. Right? <laughs> what are their usernames so I can find them? Right. <laughs> no one disrespects James in this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just like, I definitely am not saying that I like Busted as much as McFly. Right. But I'm really surprised. 
at like the animosity because like I still really like busted. Right. Like I will jam to some busted tunes, like nobody's business. And I'm like, are they really that different that like somebody would be like, boo busted? I mean, I I don't think so. But also like remind everyone, we didn't grow up in the culture where it was McFly versus Busted, right? We grew up the culture of Instinct versus Backstreet Boys. Right? right, and was it like? Did, could you not like both of them? You had to choose one. That was oh like yeah, no, one. you had to choose someone. You had to choose a band, right? I grew up in an Instinct household. My friend from Florida grew up in a Backstreet Boy household because she's also from Panama, and so globally the Backstreet Boys were more popular. But I think Instinct was more popular in the U.S. Hmm. I guess I could be biased because I was six years old when they were bands. But yeah, no, you had to choose. You could, you were not allowed to like both. Like it was. Yeah, like, and it, like it kind of reminds, like I think, like a lot, a lot of the music industry pits bands that are similar, to, like against each other. Because this also happened when um, One Direction and The Wanted, who are also a British boy band, were like bands together. Right? Everyone was like, "Who do you like more, The Wanted or One Direction?" And like One Direction were more well known globally than The Wanted was. Um, I like them both. Because, like, they're both boy bands. <laughs> yeah, I never heard of The Wanted, but... See, it's like, they're, like, the One Direction was more popular, like, globally. The Wanted, like, tried. Um, they didn't succeed, but... I think The Wanted broke up before One Direction did. But, you know, like, that happens, like, right? So, in the music industry, if your band's similar, you butt heads. A lot. And I think that happens, actually, more with boy bands than, like... Bands, like... I've never seen people who are like, Well, I love Blink-182, but... Um, Smash Mouth sucks, or, like, Bowling right. for Soup sucks. So, like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, why do you have to choose? Like, if they sound the same, that should be even more reason to like them both, right? I guess, like, also, we didn't grow up in the culture of Busted at McFly, like I said, so it, I would be interested in to see if, like, there's something that happens. If yeah. there was, like, you have to choose, or, like, no one ever forgave Charlie for what he did. Right. We almost never forgave Charlie for what he did, and they were That's already true. not even a band by the time we started caring. <laughs> we were like, ah, betrayed by that voice? For real? Those uh, eyebrows? <laughs> those eyebrows! <laughs> now we know where Tom gets it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, But you're right, it doesn't happen with other bands, right? Like, country music fans are not, like, choose between Tim McGraw and Toby Keith right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there are probably people who are like, no, I like, like, one way more than the other, but it's right. not like a, you have to choose and then you must forever hate the other one. Which right. I don't think is, like, maybe happening here, but anyway, I thought I would bring it up because it's interesting because I think Busted is going to start featuring, you know, a little bit in some of our future conversations. Mm -hmm. Um when we get to the McBusted part, right? Like, probably For not sure. that much in, in some of the other studio albums. But just wanted to introduce it to the podcast so that we can all think about it. And if you guys are listening, have your own, like, opinions or anything like that, feel free to, like, tell us. Like, we have an email. We have a Twitter. We have Instagram now. Right. Like, we're fully on the socials, and we want to talk to you. Like, this isn't just us talking at each other, right? Like, we want to include you. Come at us. With your yeah. busted fans. Yeah. Theories. Like, tell us, like, what you prefer. Obviously, you're listening to a McFly podcast, so we can kind of tell which one you prefer. But, like, tell us why you hate Busted. <laughs> like, or defend Busted. Or defend Busted. I defend James at any chance I get on this podcast, so defend Busted. Right. Defend right. McFly. If you send hey email about James to Stephanie, she will block you. I will. And I will <laughs> um, have a vendetta against your entire country. <laughs> Your entire household. <laughs> but nonetheless, you should get in touch with us because I run the socials and I encourage healthy dialogue. <laughs> but that brings us into our next thing of hearing from you guys. So part of the Bits and Bobs and what we want to accomplish in the Bits and Bobs is to bring you guys to the podcast as the podcast is coming to you. So we reach out to a couple of fans, uh, so two American fans, one British fan, and we just talked about McFly with them for about a long time. <laughs> <laughs> a long time. <laughs> and also I think it's important for the McCulture that we want to bring into the podcast too to talk to you guys, and that's why like, I'm encouraging you guys to you know, talk to us. Our first guest <laughs> is uh, Chantel who spoke to me over the phone. She's from Florence, Kentucky, 
which is only about 20 minutes from where Stephanie lives, which is super exciting. Represent. And, uh, and we got to speak to her about, you know, being a McFly fan in America and some of her, like, favorite memories and, like, things like that. So we're going to play a little bit of that interview for you now. I hope you enjoy. I am so excited to talk to you. Me too. Um, thanks for doing this. No problem. <laughs> You're in Kentucky, right? Yes, Florence. Oh, my goodness. No way. I'm from Cincinnati. Oh, really? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live in Missouri now, but uh, my co-host, Stephanie, still lives in Cincinnati, actually. That's, that. What a small world y'all are. Yeah. Y'all are practically neighbors. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and that's so funny that you're so close and you know McFly, right? Because I think there may be five of us in the whole country. Yeah, it's, it's always kind of funny telling people that, you know, who your favorite band is and then just like, what? No, right. Like, yeah, who? It's okay. <laughs> Will you talk to me a little bit about how you even found them? Yeah. So for me, it was actually just my luck is how I found them, um, uh-huh. the movie. So yeah. that came out in May of 06. I had watched a lot of like Lindsay Lohan movies growing up. So I watched it and I was just like, oh, I wonder if this band is like a real band. Do you remember what drew them? What drew you to them? I just like really liked the sound and I thought Dougie was like super cute. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You, you and Stephanie have that in common. <laughs> Tom's eyebrows, though. I'm with you on that. So <laughs> I have spent the last two decades of my life, like, overlooking Tom's eyebrows until now. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, they've gone so underappreciated. I have to make up for lost time. No, oh, I, like, I've, I've noticed him for, like, a while. But, like, he gets dramatic with his eyebrows and, like, videos and stuff. So, like, it constantly makes me giggle. Is Dougie still your favorite? No, Tom is my favorite. I just think Dougie's really cute. <laughs> yeah. Fair. So it was I've Got You was like your their breakout song for you that made you be like, what what other songs do they have? Well, yeah, like it drew my attention in the movie. So like I went and like looked them up and I found Broccoli like right away, which I loved. <laughs> so that was probably my favorite off of the first album, at least right away. For me, like finding them, it was like really weird because I didn't get just like the first album because Wonderland was also already out. So I got like, right. a little bit of everything. I was trying to get my friends to like them too, but nobody else wanted to listen. They're just like, oh yeah, they're okay. And then they like paying attention to whatever was popular at the time. It's just like, oh, you guys suck. <laughs> so, that's so tragic. Yeah. I basically, um, I just had like my little sister, like I got her to listen. So she's like the only other person that I've always been like, oh my gosh, guess what? Like when I want to talk to him or somebody about something. So until my husband, now I have him like sucked in a little bit. We had moved to New York like three years ago and like we were away from family. So like at the time that was when like Tom was doing like the deer carries every day. And mm-hmm. uh, I got him to sit and start watching those with me. So he kind of got sucked in. And then I was like, hey, here, listen to this song. And listen to this song. <laughs> and, like, he won't admit it, but, like, he loves Josephine now. We listen to it all the time. <laughs> oh, that song is so good. And you said Broccoli was your favorite on Room on the Third Floor? It was, like, my first favorite because it was, like, the first one I listened to. But, like, Room on the Third Floor was also one of my favorites. It's kind of weird because, like, at the time, it was, like, I downloaded things off LimeWire. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It was, like, whatever I could find. So I didn't really get, like, the full album at first. I had actually, way later after all the albums were out, had a boyfriend that had made me a CD where he went and found all of the songs that he could find, which was basically all of them at that point, and put them on a CD for me. So, like, I had, like, every single song on one CD. It was kind of weird because I didn't get, like, the whole one CD at a time kind of aspect when I was finding them. It was, like, whatever I could find at the time. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's interesting that you brought up these, like, the song, Room on the Third Floor. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie and I have already recorded our episode that's about the song, and we were both like, do we like this song? So you defend that song? Yeah, no, I love it. Um, I just, like, I think it's, it's, like, good of them, like, to be, like, holding their roots, you know? Like, they're saying, like, they're going to stay true to themselves. Are there other standout songs from the first album for you? I feel like, like, Hypnotize and She Left Me. I don't know. Both of those, like, kind of get me, like, emotionally. Like, I just kind of connect with them a little, I guess. Um, and the same with, like, Not Alone. The slower ones kind of, like, pull on the heartstrings, I guess. <laughs> what are some of your favorite things about McFly? I don't know. I guess they all kind of seem like guys that, like, you could just hang out with and, like, they'd be cool and, like, normal. That's something that's always kind of drawn me in. Other than, you know, their obvious, like, amazing talent. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. What is your, you don't have to limit yourself to the first album, but, like, all-time favorite McFly song? Mm, all-time favorite. I think for the longest time it was Stargirl. Yes, um, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's just it's such a good one. But also, uh, She Falls Asleep. 
I really love that one. And I know that, like, a lot of people don't talk about that one as much, but, like, I don't know, something about it just, like, I absolutely love it. I actually do fall asleep to it sometimes. So <laughs> it's just really beautiful. My last McFly-related question, which is, do you have, like, mm-hmm. a favorite or, like, a fondest, like, McFly memory? I guess I'm thinking, like, most recently, like, where they just did, had the show at the O2. Somebody posted that, uh, like, that whole show on YouTube. And, like, that just, like, absolutely made my week. <laughs> like, yeah. I actually uh, put it up on the TV in the living room and, like, turn up all the lights and, like, just, like, pretend like I was there to experience it. And that was awesome. Yeah, my husband, um, I was just like, hey, I'm playing this. I was like, so just ignore me squealing in here like a little girl. <laughs> he just laughed and was like, okay, I'll play games in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to make our own concerts, but we're doing it, by God. <laughs> yeah, that was Chantel. Um, which I completely agree with, um, you know, in the clip, uh, they, I wasn't there. I had um, other obligations. I forget what I was doing. But I had other obligations, so I wasn't there for the interview. <laughs> American, like, being an American McFly fan is so wild. Because uh, we do have to make, like, our own concerts and our own, like, merch and stuff. Like, I remember specifically one time, I remember specifically one time Sam and I legit made posters for this McFly concert we had in my living room in front of the family computer. <laughs> like, I don't know where we got the idea. I don't know why we decided to do this. I don't think they had like online concerts at that time or anything like that. I think we just like, we want to go to a McFly concert. So we pretended to do that. Yeah. I, ha- I seem to remember that it was one of those things where they were like, tune in on, you know, this would have been like before like Insta Live, but it would have been like, on YouTube, we're dropping some news at this time because it was like 3 a.m. Like our time. It was time. 4 in the morning. Yeah, like we stayed up. my mom got so mad at <laughs> Until the middle of the night, um, right? Because like it was like whatever time it was at a totally normal human person time in the UK, um, it was like the middle of the night for us. And we were like, all right, we're going to watch it live. And I don't think it was a concert. I think it was literally just like no. news or an announcement. But I think it inspired us to like make a poster. And then the announcement, I think, was kind of a letdown. And then I think we used the posters for a concert. But we okay. definitely got up at like 4 a.m. Actually, I think we probably just never went to bed. We stayed yeah. up. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, like, I, 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 okay, so I thought it would, that was two different moments, but yeah, I remember getting, like, I remember staying up till four in the morning, like, so excited, and just, like, see them live, right. like, right, like, oh my god, like, they're here, and, like, the announcement literally lasted 30 seconds, Yeah, it really right? let us like, down. The, like, the whole, like, time, it was 30 seconds, and we're just, like, it went off, and we're, like, is that it? <laughs> we stayed up till four in the morning for this shit? Yeah, <laughs> which I think is why we then decided to have a concert. Yeah. Because we already had the post. Uh, later. Yeah. Later. <laughs> My mom would have murdered us. Yes. <laughs> that was Chantel. Thank you, Chantel. She listens to our podcast. Shout out to you. So excited. Okay. We also interviewed Kristen, who's another American McFly fan. She lives up in Cleveland, which is only four hours for me. Everyone's so close. <laughs> you should have a McFly party. <laughs> who would have thunk? I can't have a McFly party. We're on lockdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quarantine. But yeah, so let's listen to Kristen's story and we'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Hi Kristen. It's good to it's good to see you. Good to hear from you. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited. This is cool. Don't meet too many um American McFly fans. Yeah, I know. It's kind of underground here. I know there's a lot when I'm in the Facebook groups. Everyone's like, Yeah, from the US. It's like where? Where are you from? Yeah, I know. <laughs> But when they had those shows here, like, a decade ago, like, they sold out in seconds. Yeah, we actually were at that show, um, one of the New York ones. Did you? Yeah. Can't get tickets. I was so mad. But I'm going, well, now in October, since they just postponed it. I'm currently trying to change all of the reservations, you know, our flights and the hotel and all that jazz. And thankfully, like, it actually, we might extend our trip from what the 10 it was 10 days we might go like a full two weeks who's we like, um my boyfriend and i is yeah. he also a mcfly fan he is now <laughs> <laughs> one of us one of us <laughs> uh how long have you been a mcfly fan 
um, since I was 16. I'm 30 okay. now, so 14 years. Right, so you probably okay. found them pretty early on, right, from the beginning. Yeah, um, in early 2006. So just my, uh, just my Luck came out in the beginning of 2006, and that's kind of where I was like, they seem like a real band. And then I, like, Googled them the first song that I heard outside of, like, whatever they had in Just My Luck was not alone. Okay. And I, like, instantly was connected and, like, interested in them. You're the second person that's been a U.S. fan that I've talked to that has found them through Just My Luck. I think that that's probably the most common way for, like, U.S. people to find, find them. Right. I think so. So you mentioned that the first song you heard outside of Just My Luck was Not Alone, which coincidentally is also from Room on the Third Floor, the album, which is what the episode we're recording this for is. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other specific memories from this album? Or was you were just like, oh, this is cool, and then you jumped into the newer stuff? Or did you go back and like listen to old stuff as well? So when I found McFly, it was like end of February, March ish time when just my luck came out and i was searching for them and not alone was the first song i heard it actually might have been a little bit later because it corresponded with what i was going through like in my life Mm -hmm. so i just lost my grandfather who was like a big big part of my life and like person i looked up to the most the first song i heard outside of like actually like okay this is a real band i heard not alone those lyrics like ridiculously resonated with me and like the situation i was in like feeling lonely and everything else going through that situation of my grandfather passing away so like that song to this day is my number one favorite song i mean they're extremely talented and i love that fact like they played all their own instruments they wrote all their own songs they also sounded amazing. I thought they sounded better live than they did on their actual albums. But their lyrics were super meaningful to me as I was going through like hard times. And they've gotten me through a lot of hard times. Never stopped listening to them. I never stopped being a fan. But every time, like, not alone, I put that on and it makes me feel better. Yeah. So, like, that's my, like, main song. I purchased every single one of their albums off of like amazon.co.uk, like hard copies, everything, literally like read the pamphlets of the CDs, like front to back. My cousin, Rebecca is a really big fan too. She's the same age as I am. And like, we were really into them that whole 2006 summer. Like we would be up till like four in the morning sending each other YouTube videos over AIM because, you know, that was a thing back then. And just, like, watching everything. Danny's Disco, I think, is our favorite YouTube video of the times. Yes. (laughs) Sam and I would do the same thing, except ours was on Yahoo Messenger. And I love, like, how, like, family-oriented they all are. Yeah. So, like, that's really, like, they have very good morals and like they've endured a lot of stuff in their lives too, but they've like all come out of it. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you guys own the book. They're like autobiography. And like, I literally, I hate reading <laughs> and yet I read it twice, literally sitting there like bawling my eyes out. Like when you were like reading the story that like how, what Doug went through, like with all of his stuff. And it was just like, it's, absolutely insane and amazing how different they are as celebrities in the UK as they are like here in the United States. My feelings towards them like as people like they're such like down-to-earth guys they're like those guys that you're like let's go to the bar and like have a drink like they're very Mm -hmm. personable that's what I like the most about them is that they're just very relatable and you can get that like through their lyrics you can get that through like you probably follow them all on social media right like (laughs) through their social media like they're just like they're like four guys just living life and it's like they don't let I don't think they let the fame and stuff go to their heads and I don't think they've ever let the fame and stuff go to their heads which is great yeah it's really nice to see yeah and I think that they write their own songs is the reason why you know, like, they're, like, not, like, they're willing to get on social media and say, like, this is me, this is who I am, and then they write songs about that, and then that's why the fans are connecting to those songs, right, because they're going through the same thing that the musicians are. 
Yeah. You have a lot of friends um, that like them. Is that because of you? Yeah. Uh, every, pretty much everyone that I am friends with is uh, subject to hearing a lot of McFly and being like told they need to become a fan but usually it's not that hard for them to become a fan do you have a favorite member um dougie is my favorite member but danny is a close second my cousins is danny hands down danny all the time my uncle phil like really loves them too like he thinks they're so incredibly talented like he'll sit down and watch all of the like dvds and like he's a musician, like a drummer and everything, and he's just like so floored that like they're not more popular over here. And they're so much better than half the like regular bands out there in the US music scene. And it really that's also frustrating to me too. <laughs> Did you guys do the party girl music video thing be in their fan music video no so they did the whole thing of like dance like in your city or town to party girl and like you could be in our music video do you remember that vaguely yeah i'm crushed i didn't get the chance i was in college at that point probably i think it was between my junior and senior year and it was like in the summer and my cousin my other friend kirsten from high school and i went down to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland here and danced in front of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we were in the video. Like, we made t-shirts and everything. I'll have to find the video. Like, it's really hard to find on YouTube now. Do you have any other, like, you told us a lot of really good stories already, but do you have any other, like, favorite McFly, like, memories or anything else you would like to say? I'm pretty sure I was on their top eight once <laughs> on MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They had a special top eight MySpace where you could go and request to be on their top eight. And I made it on their top eight for a week. I remember like freaking out about it. I'm like, they oh, yeah. don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, we tweeted at Dougie the other day and he answered and we also like freaked out. <laughs> That's awesome. It was uh, good to meet you guys and yeah, you know, you stay in touch. Absolutely. So, Gotta stick cool. together these American McFly fans. So that was Kristen. Thank you so much, Kristen, for joining us, for um, talking to us about your experience with McFly. And thank you so much for sharing your story about your connection with Not Alone. It was very uh, special for us to hear. We will try to find the Party Girl video that she mentioned in her interview to see if we can find on the internet. But like she said, it's hard to find. I think I tried to look a, a couple days ago and I can't find it. I so. have never heard of this. I have never seen this. I mean, like other people, like other bands did it um, back in the day. So I'm not surprised they did it, but I like, I don't remember it either. Yeah. Like I'm so upset that we didn't get the opportunity to like dance in front of something in Cincinnati and be like, because, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. We'll find it. See if we can find it. If you have it, <laughs> email us. <laughs> yeah. If you know like what she was talking about or like what we're talking about, like, uh, please send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> we will give you a reward if you can find this video. <laughs> What reward? <laughs> the uh, TBD. There will be a reward. Uh, I will not. I mean, hey, I'm not showing my hand till I see some results. <laughs> okay, I'll compose. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, we interviewed James, who is a fan, England, who gave us a very interesting perspective on like being a McFly fan. Where McFly lives. <laughs> we don't know. Who does about that? that? <laughs> so here's our interview with James. Uh, I'm glad that you got in touch with us. I'm excited to talk to you. Where are you? What? Um, where am I? I am in a place called Leicestershire. It's like bang in the middle of the UK. Uh, it's not far from, I suppose, Rutland, where Harry's originally from, is technically Leicestershire. Okay, that's very cool. How did you even? hear about them because they're not particularly massive in america are they no they're not jonas brothers is how i found them that's right i suppose yeah because did the jonas brothers cover stargirl no they covered year 3000 which was a busted song so i yeah. discovered busted and of course everybody knows about busted and mcfly so i invertedly I discovered mcfly <laughs> it's crazy now i've seen mcfly probably about 100 times but i've only ever seen busted once yeah like busted as well yeah I don't, I, they're, 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 it's a different league, but fly proper musicians busted on. Why do you think that? I love. I, I'm, I'm interested in that. Right. 
Right, okay, like, so obviously Charlie actually can sing, um, but the fact with Busted is that it annoys me. They have like a third guitarist who actually does all the technical, the slightly technical stuff. They're sort of more like a showy band. Like they, it's not like, musically wise, nothing in Busted is technical, and anything technical they get the session players to do. Whereas McFly, it's all raw for, for musicians. Busted are yeah, like right. more of a pop boy band than McFly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, whereas with McFly, there's actually talent in the music, I suppose. Do you have a favorite like McFly sound? I think my favorite era, it's got to be radioactive. That was when I was like most active in the McFly scene. That's when I went to the majority of the shows, I suppose. I've, I've got like Greg the Grill mic tattooed on my arm. Do you? And I've got McFly tattooed on my back as well. It's like, how just, long do you love them? Just, um, well, like I'm 30 now. I feel so old. Um, so when Room on the Third Floor come out, the album I would have been 14. So it was from the start. They, it was like the first band that I got into. I didn't really have a taste in music until McFly came along, and then I was hooked. It was just like something happened overnight, and that was it. Yeah, that's pretty much how it happens, right? <laughs> It is, basically. The first time I saw them live, it was Nottingham on the Wonderland tour. And that was just like, I just felt at home. And then after that, it just like, I never looked back. They they, they can disappear for like nearly 10 years. And they've still been my favourite band for the rest of my life. Ingrained in me, I suppose. Can you talk a little bit about your memories of Room on the Third Floor and and the songs on there that you love? Right, obviously. So, Five Colours, when did that come out? March 2004? I remember that when that I was sat at home listening to radio because it used to be like you had Sunday night, you had like the UK chart. So I remember when I was sat at home listening to it, I used to record it like in my little tape player off the radio back before CDs were big. That was when Five Colours debuted at number one. And I'm pretty sure Tom and Danny played it live acoustically like after it had been announced. And then what was next? Obviously, yeah, that was a good song um, at the time, I suppose. And but that that girl was my favorite song off the album. It's still one of my favorite songs to today. Retweet! Oh my gosh, <laughs> that girl's probably my favorite song on the album. That, that girl is my favorite song off that album. It, it was my favorite McFly song for a long time. And then obviously, like the album came out, Room on the Third Floor. I only used to listen to the first five tracks, so like Five Colors to Hypnotize. That was all I used to listen to really, and Broccoli occasionally. I don't know why I did that. And then obviously, eventually, fell in love with the whole album. <laughs> like the other ones as much as... <laughs> you know what, yeah? She left me live. That second verse that Danny sings, that is like, that's hot. It's actually, well, She Left Me is actually in my top five. Yeah, well, do you want to do my top five singles on that album? Uh, We'd love to. Yeah, that's the one. Obviously, That Girl was my favourite song for a hell of a long time. Great song. Uh, well, I don't know what other songs... She Left Me, that's a good song. Hypnotise, that is a fantastic song, especially live. Obviously, they played it live on their first UK tour, but I didn't go to that. So I'd never actually heard it live until the anthology tour. Room on Third Floor, that was the first time I ever learned on guitar because Tom and Diane did like a little video how to play it. I can't remember what other songs are on there. Is it Unsaid Things? Is that on that or is that on Wonderland? Yeah, Unsaid Things is on there. Yeah, we'll go for that. Unsaid Things, I had that yesterday for some reason. So yeah, they're my top five. Do you like Room on the Third Floor, like the single, the song? The single Room on the Third Floor, yeah, that's a special song for me because it's like the first song I ever learned on guitar. So you like it because that's the first song you learned on guitar? Do you still play guitar? Yeah, oh yeah I still play guitar, yeah. Have you learned other songs on the guitar? Yeah, play most of them at Fly Catalog and been in bands myself. It's just sort of like stemmed on from that Room on the Third Floor video, really. I think I think it's, 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 it's like the... The one song that's different on the album, I think it's the only song on the album that's not about girls, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite, right, you've seen them on tour a bunch of times um, throughout a bunch of different years. Do you have, like, a favorite McFly memory? What, from Room on the Third Floor or in general? In general. Yes. Touch the Rain live. Back in 2012, when they played it at the O2, it was disappointing because they've changed the key. And Danny don't play acoustic in the, like, most of the song anymore. But when they played it in the original key, the original way, all through like the Keep Can't Play Loud era, it was like the best thing ever. I love that song. McFly aren't actually that big in the UK. They're, like, uh, they're not really relevant anymore. Obviously, they've got the diehard fans and they've got what I call the second generation fans, all like the younger fans coming through mm-hmm. now. There's no real relevance for them in the UK. And it, 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 it's a shame, really. And the way the music industry is, it's all like, 
gangster rap in the charts. Surprises me. They are such a. They seem to be such a big deal in the UK, right? They have so many number one hits. So it surprises me that you're saying that that they're not. Is that just when you say they have so many number one hits? They've not had a number one since when? About two thousand and seven. Yeah, so like in the early 2000s, would you have called them like relevant? Oh yeah, they were, they were massive. Between like 2004 and sort of 2007, 2008, it was about radioactive time when they started to sort of die down. I remember that tour didn't sell particularly well. They, they even ended up doing like buy two, get two free tickets. Because like they've never played stadiums, they play arenas, which are like sort of, ten, sort of like between eight and 15,000 yeah, we just, like, I have no context to, like, track their popularity because no. they were they were never, you know, making headlines in the U.S. So it's interesting mm -hmm. for your perspective on, like, how they, like, wax and wane in popularity. So, like, would you still hear them on the radio today? Um, yeah, well, you would do, but not, not massively. Maybe on, like, Radio 2, which is, like, the... You've got Radio 1, which is, like, the main... BBC Radio 1's like the main UK big radio station. And then like the next one down is Radio 2. You hear them on there. Obviously, back, in the, back in the day, they would have been on Radio 1, but not anymore. Or maybe so Album 6 will come out. Have a <laughs> Do you have a favourite member? Danny, purely for his showmanship. In interviews, it's all like Tom and Harry talking, but when they get on stage, like Danny's just in charge. Right. And you would know, you've seen them so many times, I'm so jealous, I can't get over it. Yeah, and he is like he's just like a, a baby Springsteen, properly like it. Oh, he would love to hear you say that. I'm sure. No, he would though. Honestly, like I suppose I see it in the way I am, but like you know, when you see him on stage, he's just, just like the way he walks and like his stance and stuff. It's just like so Springsteen inspired, which is a good thing. Yeah, he's got a lot of Springsteen in him. Um, I, yeah, Bruce Springsteen is one of my absolute favorite artists, so I can definitely see the similarity in him and Danny, which I think is what draws me to both well thank you so much for chatting with us this was awesome thank you i'm, I'm sorry if i didn't tell you that much but no we wanted to hear your story and that's what you did yeah you like you have given a perspective we've never heard because the only people we've talked about mcfly with have been in the u.s right so what feels really like normal and everyday to you right just like listening to mcfly on the radio or like going into a room full of people who like know what what you mean when you say that it's your favorite band right like that's so normal to you is mind-blowing to us cool I hope I enjoyed it so thank you so much James for talking with us and um, giving us your perspective on what it is to be a McFly fan where McFly actually lives oh, so jealous <laughs> and, and being part of that culture that we so envy you know when we speak to Chantel we speak to Kristen, you know, and, and they say things like, oh, yeah, I experienced their music sort of like online wire and like out of order. And, you know, I made my own concerts. We're like, yeah, we totally get it, you know. Um, <laughs> but then like somebody like James is like, I go to school and all of my classmates also knew who McFly were. I'm like, what? What is that like? Right. To like just like be like, hey, I would like to buy a ticket to the show. And it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't include like a transatlantic plane ticket. <laughs> um, yeah, but so that was really cool. I enjoyed I enjoyed talking to the two I got to talk to and hearing um, you talk to Chantel and like while I was editing it was really nice. And it's nice to know that the people that like we started this journey thinking we're alone <laughs> in the world, but we're not like, we're... that you would like to put in the podcast just that it was great to get to talk to other people and stephanie and i have uh, been discussing about other ways that we can bring y'all in and get you involved um including having people do some like co-hosting with us rather than just like short clips so if you're interested if you want to chat with us if you have a great mcfly story or if you just love talking about mcfly um get in touch you know you know where to find us and we would love to have you on the show. What's our email that they could probably get in contact with us at? It's mikuthepodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mikuthepodcast. All one word. And if you want to follow us personally, but I also highly encourage you to follow the Miku 
uh, Twitter. But if you want to follow us personally for our personal lives, my personal Twitter is Steph underscore to do T O D O. And my Twitter is Sam underscore Edmonds 122. If you like what we're doing and you like what you hear, um, please leave a review or comments and, and both actually just do both, do that both, um, at whatever streaming or whatever Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast at us, we would really appreciate it. And tell all your friends. We'll see you next time. It's all about you. All about It's all, all about, about you, baby. Tell your friends and that, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> I never know how to end this. Not like that. <laughs> that, that, that that's all. <laughs>